Welcome to this week's On The Fly. I'm your host, Gene DiFilippo, and my guest this week is the very successful Director of Athletics at the University of Arizona, Dave Hickey. Dave, welcome to the podcast. Hey, it's great to be with you, Gene. Thanks for having me and look forward to the conversation. Well, I tell you what, you have been a guy who's come through the ranks and you've earned your stripes and you earned uh, your directors of athletics. And so many young people out there think that they need to be an athletic director 10 years after graduating from high school. Tell us about your journey. Well, my journey, uh, you know, I think it's, uh, I, I was a student athlete. Um, athletics have been really important in my life um, all the way through as uh, growing up and, you know, being around sport was very powerful for me. Um, I'm also, I went through college, became an economics major. I really enjoy concepts of business and solving problems. And so the merger of sports and business was where I wanted to go and uh, went on to graduate school and had a great experience at Ohio State. Um, and then had the chance to get into the industry. And I, I feel very blessed that I was able to start and work my way through the profession um, to see and touch a lot of different spots um, of the profession. I've been really fortunate. I haven't been at a lot of different places, but I've been through transitions at places um, for, you know, and, and those were almost like moving to a new, a new institution um, with multiple presidents, multiple athletic directors and leaders around me. But, um, but I think what benefited me the most was to come in on an entry level and to really work through the business, to understand from a revenue side, from a donor side, from an event management side, from operational, you know, the academic and business, having an ability to understand all of those concepts, make you a better athletic director, ultimately. Um, you know, I, I think you can have that goal and we all have goals and we're, we, we aspire to, to get there and be successful. But there is a point where you have to step back and really understand what's going on, really have a confidence in the business and the profession and what we're doing. You know, we're impacting young people's lives and there's many facets to this. So I, I'm not saying I mean better. Anyway, I, I view that as a strength that I've been able to see a lot of different things, experience a lot of different things that has helped me be an, a better athletic director when I've had these opportunities now at Central Michigan and, and now at, at Arizona. Dave, let's talk about your recent hires of a football coach and a basketball coach. Uh, I know Jed Fish very well. I don't know Tommy Lloyd quite as well, but both were assistants. Um, both had been around some great programs. How did you, let's take Jed first. How did, how did you, what did you do going about and hiring Jed and what did he bring that really impressed you? Really good questions. I think anytime you go into a coaching search, for me, the first step is always to, to pause and to take a solid inventory. Where is the program? What have we done well? Where have we struggled? What are the key elements that we need to improve on, that we need a new face, a new image around? You know, really take an inventory because that defines what type of an individual, a new leader, a new head coach that you need. So I think identifying that initially is, is critically important. I like to do that rather than just run out and, and look at the chatter and who's the best coach, coach, unquote, quote, unquote, you could get. 
but really try to align what you need at the time with the right kind of candidates to go out there and see if they fit that. And, um, you know, we, we talk to a lot of people, lots of interest in our football job. We can talk about Tommy and our basketball job as well. Um, you do get to the point where these are huge challenges and you, you do ask yourself, should we be hiring someone who has experience of being a head coach, of running a program at a high level, of meeting and exceeding a lot of the challenges that come with being that kind of a leader? Or could we identify a, a different model of someone coming as an assistant? Do they have the skill set that they can handle those kind of things? Because these are, there is a big step when you become a, you know, Gene, a big step when you become a head coach and you have to run big your step. You have to make those decisions every day. Um, and, and they're your decisions ultimately that you have to make. So I think, hey, it, we talked to a lot of people, but Jed really had, we needed an outgoing, outward facing head coach, uh, someone who really loved, wanted to be in Tucson, connect with our community. Connection in our community is incredibly important. Um, can't just be in the office and try to run the program. You've got to reach out and touch people. They got to feel like they're part of your program. It's not unusual. That's at a lot of places, but I would say in Tucson and with the University of Arizona, critically important to your success. And so that, you know, that, that was a big part of it. We wanted someone who could, um, who had a, an abundance of experience at the college level. Jed brought a lot of experience from the NFL level. And in this day and age with transfer portals and changing rosters and how you recruit, but how you manage from a player personnel standpoint, you know, some of the NFL concepts come in uh, that are really important. And Jed could marry that you know, or combine that with his real strong appreciation for college football. And so when you get into that interview process, when you talk to people, you, you continue to learn about them. And again, I go back to, we had a ton of really good candidates, but we kept going back to this energy level, um, what Jed could bring, the context that he had, how he wanted to organize the program. Um, it excited me. I will say this, we've gone through a number of transitions here at Arizona uh, and we've done them, like I, I might say more traditionally, hiring a, a, someone with a lot of experience and, um, uh, we did make a decision to kind of let's be sure let's just not re you know rinse and repeat um let's think out the box out of the side of the box just a little bit and so that always opened the door to a a, a little bit of a non-traditional candidate like jet um the other thing is jed had to be in alignment with you the ad and the coach really have to be on the same page and i'm sure that you felt very comfortable with Jed. There's no doubt, ultimately, when you sit there in those final moments and you start to really say, I really think this can work, you have to be sure that alignment is there and that you both are thinking in a similar fashion, that you can support each other's goals and, out, and the outcomes that you want, um, the plan that you put forward, how you're gonna execute that together, because an athletic director and a head football coach really have to be on the same page, supporting each other, um, navigating that space, taking criticism, um, you know, but, but really charging ahead. And you got to know that you, you are in it together. You got those arms linked and you're going to succeed together. And uh, that's very important. And, and, and I do believe that Jed and I had a comfort level going in and uh, it's only strengthened as we've worked together now for these last pa past couple of years. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's move on to Tommy Lloyd. Uh, Tommy had a terrific first season. Uh, what was it? Tommy's an assistant up with Mark Pugh at Gonzaga for 20 years. And you hired him to come to Arizona. 
He's done a terrific job. His recruiting the last two years has been outstanding. What was it about Tommy that you were really impressed about? Well, interesting. We talked about football. Our football program um, is a, always a, has been through the years a constant work in progress. We we've uh, we, we, we've not really been able to get over the hump, and you know we're always in a rebuilding mode. It felt like. Now, hey, Arizona basketball been pretty successful. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess. And, and, and so you have, a, again, step back. Where is the program on the spectrum? What are the things we need? How This is a blue blood, rock star, gold star, however you want to phrase it, basketball program. Incredibly important to our university, to our conference, you know, to college basketball. So different weights that start, you know, applying on the athletic director's shoulders to a little bit that you've got to carry along. So I don't know how many times, you know, people get a lot of advice on, on what you should or should not do with a program. And you do sit there in your moments and go, this is really important because this is an, a critical asset that we have at this, not just in the athletic department, but in the university, in our state, you know, the community, somewhat in, in, in some ways, the city of Tucson, the Southern region of Arizona, the state of Arizona is defined by Arizona basketball you know, and, and brought so much attention to it. So with a lot of those things swirling around, you know, identifying the right person, um, talk, hey, that look, everybody would have come here for that job. You know, for There's a lot of people that would have welcomed this opportunity. Um, we were coming out of some difficult times as well. There's no secret to that. So we had to keep that in mind. Um, I have some ties back to my days at, at, uh, at Oregon, uh, my, uh, my time on their staff for nearly 19 years, uh, there's a little bit of a bleed between uh, Gonzaga and the Oregon group. So I knew some of the coaches involved there. Always, I know some of their supporters well. Um, always thought highly of the program, you know, and Coach Few and what he's done. I knew Dan Munson uh, prior to that. Actually went to high school with Dan. Um, and so He went to East Lansing High School too? He did. He did. Dan went to East Lansing High School for a little while and then finished, you know, when, when Don, his father, took the job at Idaho when, when he left at Michigan State. Dan's dad, father was a, an assistant for, for Judd Heathcote, you know, in those great years. And uh, we lived in the same neighborhood, actually. So, again, oh, wow. so, you know, it, you know how it is, I think, in this industry. We're, we're a lot closer. It's a little smaller than, than many people think. Um, so I had great appreciation for what they've done at, at Gonzaga. Um, and then when we started to talk about that and, Again, you go, oh, well, should we hire an assistant? Uh, you know, do you need a head coach? What's the right assets? What's the right skill set that you need? Uh, every time we talked about, well, if you were going to hire an assistant, who would you hire? Um, it kept going back to Tom. And so I think we just kept looking deeper into his background. Um, and, and it was like, hey, we need to get to know this. I just felt like we really needed to get to know Tommy Lloyd. And then that's when you meet him. And that's what I love about Tommy so much is just his um, genuine nature. He's a highly competitive um, guy, but really a joy to be around. Um, a team player, uh, just a, a, a genuine great person. But he'd also been part of something for 20 years that probably many people thought he would be the next one, would slide over on that chair and be the next head coach there. Um, and, and that's a great opportunity but we had one we could put in front of him to move to Arizona. If you're going to leave a program like Gonzaga and maybe step back away from that opportunity, 
what, where else would you go? And Arizona was one of those places that you could be in the West, be at a, a again, a really, really high level program where it's very important. But um, I, I, again, Tommy's, I, I just like his relationship, the way he, he develops relationships with people, his genuine nature, his easygoing nature, um, his outward facingness. Again, it's important that our head coaches are connected, that people feel like they're a part of that head coach. They know the head coach. Um, and, and Tommy gives that kind of feel. And also then you start to look at the coaching side. He's a great exit. He knows the game of basketball, uh, certainly a great recruiting pedigree, but knows the game of basketball from a strat strategic manner, the X and O side, um, putting the pieces together for a championship level program. I, I couldn't be more, I'm kind of rambling along. It feels like a little bit, but he, he's, uh, he's been a joy to be around again. You know, we hired six new head coaches all in, in the same year. Um, head football, head men's basketball, baseball, softball, soccer, and cross country. Uh, <laughs> what have you been doing <laughs> in your spare time? <laughs> uh, great help from our team here. And we, we, you know, we all grabbed a hold and said, we're going to do, we're going to do it. You know, the interesting thing, Gene, out of it all, we didn't hire one person who was a sitting head coach. Wow. We didn't, we didn't have that plan. That wasn't Dave Hickey's model. You know, he goes for assistant coaches or something. It just worked out that way. It was like, what do our programs need? And what came to the top were these dynamic, outstanding assistants that we thought could take that next step and lead programs in this kind of newer era of, of college athletics and really be successful. Um, and all of them have. You know, Jed is turning our program around. Lots of energy, excitement. Our, our program is very close. Tommy comes right in, wins a conference championship, wins a, 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 a tournament championship, a number one seed in the NCAA. Uh, our baseball program goes back to Omaha. I mean, it goes back to the NCAA tournament and is built to go to Omaha. Um, our softball coach, who again takes over for a, an iconic figure, but takes us back to the College World Series. And um, and then our soccer program uh, is is right there in the postseason conversation. So had success, but different when you bring in those assistants too. The way they go about it, some of the things are are new to them, and you've got to be aware of that. But uh, our two leadership. Coaches have been outstanding. And you mix that with the coaches we have, the veterans that we have here. Our coaches get along. Our coaches interact. Our building is set that we're all in the same building. So, you know, when you see uh, our, our head men's basketball coach talking to our track coach, because he wants to figure out how to get guys faster. Now, again, our, our basketball, we want to run up and down the court. We move, we go. And um, for me as a director to see those guys exchange ideas and thought, um, that's awesome. That's awesome. And that's what happens in our department. There's a really good vibe about that amongst the coaches and they use each other. They support each other. That's what, that's what helps us be successful. Yeah. Dave, I, I think that Tommy made a great hire too with his assistant head coach. I've known Jack Murphy for a while and uh, he's an Arizona graduate and coached under loop there. Um, he's an excellent recruiter too, isn't he? He is. Uh, and again, head coaches have to bring, you know, we didn't even talk, but head coaches have to have a, the ability to bring good assistance around them to support them. And, and Jack's outstanding. He's obviously had head coaching experience, has a, a, a tie to our program, was in the program. So it has a tie back to some of our great days. And I'd say that about both of our coaches, they embrace the history of our program. They embrace the successful years and, and aren't afraid of it and really have, wrap their arms around that because that's what makes us great. And we can, we, you know, they can, we lift each other up with that. And uh, both Tommy 
And Jed brought assistants in that can appreciate that, you know, that are connected to the past. Um, we've hired uh, two, three football staff members who have been on previous great teams here and are some of our legendary players. And Jack's connection to the past is really important on the men's basketball side too. That's important. It sure and, they, and they're good. They're good basketball coaches. They have great knowledge. They can help you recruit. They can help you elevate your programs. Yeah, Dave. Let's go back just a little bit. Let's get away from the the coaching hires. Um, but wow, what a great job you've done, you and your staff. And I know it takes it takes a staff, but somebody's got to pull the trigger on the final decision. And you've done a you've done a terrific job with that. But let's go back um, to your days at. University of Oregon, what advice would you give to a young Dave Hickey on the way up? Ooh, good, good question. Um, again, I think uh, I'd go back. I, so again, quick little history. I, I finished graduate school, went to, went to work at Michigan State. For uh, I'm from East Lansing originally, went back home, had the opportunity they provided for me to get started in the business. Um, and then I moved. I'd never been west of Chicago in my life and I moved to the University of Oregon to take that take a job because I needed a job in the industry. Really excited about it to start. Thought I'd be there for a couple of years. I ended up being there for nearly 19 years on their staff. That's somewhat unheard of in this in this business. You know, you, you kind of bounce around to, to move up or to get new gain new experiences to grow your resumes. Um, and I, I think patience is important. Being, being comfortable with where your feet are. You know, you hear that term, so be really good where your feet are right now. Learn as much as you can, um, grow as much as you can, take everything you can out of that. You know, obviously pour your whole soul into it to get better, but to take those experiences out and to, that's gonna make you better. And sometimes we get impatient. We wanna jump in this industry. And um, I think patience can serve you well and in the long run, benefit you greatly. Um, I, I learned such a great deal of being at, at, um, at the University of Oregon. I started as an entry-level fundraiser. I moved into overseeing several of our fundraising areas. Um, I went over to the marketing side and sales and marketing, uh, running a radio and TV network, you know, putting the marketing plans together, doing a lot of those things, working with our coaches, going back to overseeing all of our fundraising, you know, then moving into the administrative ranks, helping an athletic director with the program. So you, you gain those experiences. And, and again, I, we were four different presidents, uh, three different presidents under my time there and, and, and four different athletic directors, all bringing unique, different perspectives and leadership styles that I tried to learn on. Um, uh, I, I've tried not to, I've just tried to be more patient and that's what I tried to do. Um, uh, and, and I think too, um, I would, you know, don't let it wear you out. Um, so maybe this is just a little, uh, it, it's a, it is a grind. It's a really intense profession and you have to pour everything into it, but don't let it wear you out. You know, you've got to find ways to, to step away from it. Um, this is a, a hard, a hard enterprise to, to find that perfect work-life balance, but some of that's important for us going forward. Um, so, you know, um, I, I do believe I was very patient. You know, I had the opportunity to go to Central Michigan to become the athletic director. Stayed there for almost eleven years um, at a program, which was wonderful. Um, I like to be somewhere a little bit longer than shorter. That's just who I am, and I think that patience and that growth that happens can help you as you move on in your career. 
very good advice. You young people out there listening, have a little patience and enjoy where you are. Tell us about Arizona. Why are you really excited about your organization? And I know you're in a growth in, in a growth mode and on the rise. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Sure. You know, the University of Arizona is an incredible place. Uh, it's had a strong tradition, um, lots of success across the board, a very broad based program, successful on uh, both, uh, you know, our men's, our women's sports, our Olympic sports, um, our, obviously on our basketball programs, but there is a lot of growth going on here. Um, expansion in facilities. We've been very uh, focused on facility growth and, um, and putting our, our programs in a position to be successful from that perspective. Um, got a great team here. I, I think this day, and you know, it's a transitionary time in college athletics. Uh, the, the newness, the change, not to just the pure focus, you've got to be a little bit nimble to support your programs and your coaches. And so I, I think the, the enterprise itself is, is changing and we've tried to be that way. We've tried to be progressive in our nature, maybe changing some of that traditional organizational structural side to meet the new needs of, of college athletics. Now, let me say this. I'm a college athletics believer. The model, the college athletics model, there's nothing greater than um, combining that athletic experience at the highest level, division one, academic experience, growing as a young person, nothing better than. And I don't think we can discount that. Uh, but we have to be an organization that meets the new and changing needs of student athletes or the enterprise itself. And that's what we've tried to be here, but really focused on the student athlete experience, because I think that is what is most important. And then how do we build that around them to be successful, support our coaches, support our student athletes, you know, as administrators, that's what our role is to really serve those two bodies uh, with everything we've got so that they can be successful. And when that happens, we're all successful. But um, really excited about our future. You know, young coaches, um, uh, lots of you can see the, the energy and the success that can happen here. We have a tremendous fan base. Uh, um, and, and uh, you know, I, I think the future is very, very bright. So that gives you energy every day to come come to work here and to be involved in that. Um, but it's a place that's had a lot of a lot of success in the past. Great coaches that have been here. Um, really neat people have gone through our doors. Um, and to be part of that's pretty special. We, I don't think we can ever walk through here without recognizing how special it is to have a job and to be at a place like the University of Arizona. Um, and that's like many of our campuses around the country, our institutions. These are great places with great people. Um, and it's our job to just help elevate and help grow those, those, um, those institutions and those athletic departments, but serve our student athletes, make sure that our student athletes, and you know, I've, I've shared this with other people. I, I, I was a student athlete at a division three level. So it's a little different experience. I've had two, I've been in the industry now for, you know, over 30 years and um, served me well. It's been outstanding. I love it. I've also had two sons who have been division one student athletes to play baseball at the division one level. So I was a dad going through the recruiting process, seeing some of that happen. Um, so I know, you know, there's someone's son or daughter, or grandson, granddaughter, niece or nephew, someone's really important in their, in their lives. And um, they've turned them over to us to give them a really transformational experience. And when, I, when you talk, we talked a little bit earlier about advice or, or we need people in the profession. It will cha challenge us. It will change a little bit. Let's not forget those principles. What's really, really important. I think we do a great job of that. Our team here does at, 
at Arizona. That's what makes it a special place. And that's what's given me so much optimism as we go forward. We'll, we'll, we'll figure out the NIL. We'll figure out, you know, some of this transfer portal. We'll figure out these things. We'll, we'll do it and we'll do it the right way. We'll be thought leaders in that, but we're not going to sacrifice that experience for, for our students and our student athletes. You know, Dave, it's interesting you say that. Uh, my three children, uh, my son, John, and my two daughters, Christine and, and Mary, all played Division I um, sports. And I became a better director of athletics after I went through the recruiting process and just saw some of the anxiety that, um, that moms and dads have in turning over their son or their daughter to an institution. And, you know, as you said so well, there's somebody's son or somebody's daughter, and we got to make sure that we take good care of them. Absolutely. And I think I, I can sit in front of staff and, and maybe say, hey, when we talk about uh, medical support, uh, you know, our athletic trainers or how we take care of someone, remember, I, 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 when I sent my sons off, I was worried, hey, what's, what's their program like? You know, what, what is it? Who's the, who's the lead of it? Who's the doctor? What are they, you know, how are they going to take care of, 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 you know, one of my sons? Um, and so I, I'm very passionate about that, that we need to make sure we, we, we think about that. This isn't transactional. These are people's lives. It's not transactional. And right. so, I, I, again, I think I can offer a, a perspective as a leader that helps us. And I certainly became a better athletic director with my sons going through that, sitting across the dinner table, asking me why we do things this way. <laughs> and, yes. and, and you thought you had all the answers and then you go, oh, oh, OK, you know, I, I get that. So you, you get that perspective. And uh, that's, that's been very helpful for me um, as, a, as a director and uh Sometimes you got to check it at the door and go, you know what? Those are good questions and, and we need to answer those the right way. Yeah. Dave, uh, you and I came up and cut our teeth in fundraising and marketing and promotions. Um, so everywhere you've been, you've done a really good job with that. Talk to us about the fundraising and, and your, your marketing promotions and media rights and all that uh, and what you've done in the last few years. Yeah, you know, it's really interesting. Certainly my, my background, like you said, Gene, and, and like you as much, is, is that revenue side, you know, the fundraising, marketing, uh, revenue generation through ticket sales um, have been very important uh, to help our programs, help fund our programs. That's what's, what's important. You know, I, I believe in the fundraising side, um, it's really an untapped resource. It's how much you can get out there, how many people you can see, how you can really share the message of your programs and what you want to do. But, it, but fundraising is about relationships. It's really about relationships. And invest in the relationships and the fundraising, you know, I, I'm not going to say it takes care of itself, but the, those relationships will help contribute to success because people, uh, people enjoy being around each other. They're connected. They have those connection points. And so I, I'm a big relationship person. That's what I think is, is the most um, important part of your fundraising base. Now, we understand there's lots of facets, lots of levels of fundraising and getting people engaged. That's what we try to do is engage folks, get them back to campus, connect them to our programs. You know, many times that's through our football and basketball programs, those high visibility programs to, to grow their interest level. And then we can start to share the stories of, of all of our programs and our student athletes and how they might be able to help us. Um, but those are big drivers, you know, and they're only going to be continue to be important um, as we stretch ourselves, whether that, you know, we have new buckets, facilities, uh, 
We, we want to we want to retain and help coaches, you know, compensation grow. We we uh, we have operational needs that are really important that we want to help supplement. And now we have these new bucket of you know name, image, and likeness. And so we we're stretching those capacities of people. And so we're going to have to one you know ask them to to help us, but also look for additional people to come on board and help us. And you do that through your your outreach. I think marketing uh, promotions, those marketing programs are critically important. I think you work really hard in marketing so that when you hit moments of success, you can take advantage of that. Um, you know, your programs start to turn. You've been working really hard for a long time to wait for that moment when those great moments happen so that you can capitalize on it and take advantage of it. If you wait to market, if you wait to get your teams there and, hey, they're good, now we should really try to uh, work on how we generate more revenue. I think you lose it. Uh, you can't catch up quick enough. A lot of marketing happens way before and, and, and positioning programs happen before you have success so that you can capitalize when you do have success. So that's just a couple of things. Um, uh, critical areas, they'll continue to be critical areas because funding and revenue streams are will, can, will be the most important pieces going forward as we grow. And now this new emphasis on the multimedia rights packages, both on a more localized side, but then obviously, as we've seen, the national level and how that starts to frame uh, who we are in college athletics, quite frankly. You know, you've had tremendous success on the playing fields at Arizona, you know, for decades. But you've got to be really proud of the academics and the GPR uh, or GPA uh, of your student athletes. Uh, tell us about that. Yeah, well, that's critically important. Again, back to what we talked about before, you know, combining that powerful athletic experience. You know, we come to the, the our student athletes come to the campus to really pursue their dreams athletically. But that just as important is their pursuits academically. And we work very hard on our campus through our uh, student athlete outreach, through our student athlete support services area. You know, student athletes have a very unique schedule, unique demands. And so we have invested a great deal of resources, time, energy and staffing to support these student athletes. And I'm proud of what they do. I'm proud of the way they, they produce in the classroom. Uh, it's a culture here. Let's say that, you know, it's a culture. When, when, when our student athletes come in, they know there is an expectation on the academic side to do the work, um, to, to, to perform well. Um, it, it's, it's part of our overall experience. I will also credit our coaches. They believe in that culture. We're recruiting the right type of high level athletes but that also appreciate that commitment to the academic side and really the life side of growing as a person. You know, that's all part of it is the challenge academically. And, you know, that, that it isn't something you just do to get by on. It's something that you really pursue. I, you know, yes, many of our student athletes have opportunities beyond the college uh, arena, uh, professional sports, you know, national level sports, uh, going overseas and competing, awesome experiences that they might be able to generate some revenue and, you know, get some compensation for one day it all, it does all end for all of us. And it's important to have that degree in hand and an understanding that you can do something beyond sport uh, and still be successful. Cause I, I think that's really important for us all um, as we go out there. And, and that is part of our culture. We call it the wildcat way that was, you're going to be a wildcat. You're going to do it that way You're going to invest in it. Um, and, and you're going to be able to have an incredible experience here. And we are very, very proud. Um, um, it, it gives me a great deal of pride to walk out every day as the athletic director and talk about 
um, a cumulative GPA of over 3.0, all of our student athletes. You know, well, uh, I think three quarters of our student athletes are, are above a 3.3. So those are big numbers. And those are, you know, uh, those are really outstanding accomplishments. Um, and they at the certainly same time, are. At, at the same time, we're helping everyone get better and, and grow. And so uh, proud of it, um, happy for those student athletes. And I know that they'll look back on that and go, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that I took the time and I invested in that because it was important. Well, we're out of time on this week's podcast. I'm your host, Gene Filippo. I want to thank our guest, Dave Hickey, for joining us on the podcast. And thanks to all of you out there. Thanks for your time this time. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>